You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session four. I feel like this is just like a feel good session. Um, And you know, we need those. Like I think that obviously there are things we're talking through and working through here, but I think that it's also really important to sometimes just have those feel good reflective moments where it doesn't feel like anything is, you know, big or wrong or on fire. And I think it's really beautiful to see how coaching can span both. So I hope this session just makes you feel good too. I hope it reminds you, you know, that so many things probably are working and it's just being able to look for them and find them and relish in them. That sometimes makes the biggest difference. So excited for you to listen and here's the session. Hello. Hi. How you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling okay. I just, um, did my third application of <laughs> flutter habit lashes and I did it in like, <laughs> I was like, I had just straightened my hair and I was like, I've got 30 minutes. Can I do this? Can I do this? And I did it and I feel like it went better, but it's like, I have learned that curling, like I had been taking the curling, what, not wand. What am I? Not curling iron. I'm not taking a curling I was like, iron wait, my eyelashes. Okay. <laughs> the eyelash curler is what I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah, and I've yeah. been using that to like, kind of like push them together. Oh, I see. But I think that just like moves them funky. So now my eyes are kind of like, they felt so good. And now I'm like, You know what? I think you're right, though, because it's almost like they're not going to hold that curl. But if you put them on with the curl, then it's like it won't hold. And so then they'll be wonky. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So they they felt good. And then I used the little curling thingy and then they felt funny. So I like I'm like going like, you know, making weird eyes at you during (laughs) the call. It's the eyelashes. I think. Or I or something else. Yeah, whatever. All good. Um, okay, so how are you feeling about the rest? Like we have a we have a big thing happening right now. Oh my gosh, we have so many big things happening. Yeah. So I feel like this is my thing to say, but Absolutely. I'm excited to share that I'm pregnant. So Yay. our fourth transfer worked and after over a year of not getting past the second beta, which is like you go for an HCG blood test and then two days later you go for another. And they're usually looking for it to double, but anything above 60% is usually a good sign. But mine doubled and it Yay. was the first time in over a year and I'm so uh, excited. So so happy anyways. for you. I know that second one felt like such a big milestone. Oh my God. Both both days I was just like total hot messes and anxiety. <laughs> so um, but I'm just so grateful. And for like, for once I feel really hopeful and excited that this could actually be it and this could work and it feels really good. And so I'm just, I'm just feeling very grateful right now. So 
So obviously when I said feel good session, this is a huge part of it, which is that Michelle is pregnant. So really excited for her, obviously um, a big deal that they have made it through their second blood draw. Obviously at this point, you know, we're still just holding space for the joy of that. And so just really excited for her to be able to share that journey with us. And, you know, just really want to take this moment, not only to celebrate that, but to thank her for so openly sharing that journey with us. Like, obviously it's hard to share these things. It's hard to share them early. It's hard to um, do it when you've gone through as much as she's gone through. I mean, there's so many dynamics at play here. And so for her to just get on here and like really openly share that and express that with us, I think is really, really beautiful. And so I just hope if you're listening, um, you take in that moment and that gratitude for her for letting us see what this is truly like behind the scenes. So exciting. Congratulations. I'm so thank thrilled you. for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm thrilled too. I feel like it's really cool too that like, you know, we had just done that exercise about like, what would I tell clients and all of that? So hopefully that's even like easing this a little bit, which is like, I already know what I would tell clients. I already know what direction we would go. Like, it's just cool that like you already had a plan and now this just gets to be part of it, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, and I know that I, like, I think I mentioned this in Basecamp that I like had a call with uh, a potential client who was literally like, you know, my therapist is pregnant and it's like not, it just feels weird because it was like a big trigger for her because her sister was also pregnant and they were about the same like far alongness. Um. And I like feel like if I hadn't had that plan in place of like what I was planning to do, mm-hmm. I probably would have felt a lot more uncomfortable on that call. But I was like, no, like I have this plan. I'm giving my clients an option of like what they want to do there. They're empowered adults and humans. And like I also know that like me being pregnant doesn't actually make a difference, especially yeah. after <laughs> three losses. And like, you know, yeah. so it's just like the the journey has been something else to get there. And if it's like not the right fit for them and they have to like find somebody else, like I totally get that too. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So anyway, so that felt really, really good. Cool. I was like, oh, I'm like seeing like small shifts. This is exciting. So. Yeah, I love that. I think it's just beautiful to see how like, you know, your brain could have popped that question up, but you already had the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of beautiful to see that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that so felt good. good. Amazing. Also, I, I forgot to put my wedding rings back on after I straightened my hair earlier today. And now my finger just feels funny. I like keep touching it and I'm like, something is missing. I know. We're, or you're like, you almost have that immediate like panic reaction of like, uh-oh, <laughs> like did I lose you're like, something? Where is yeah. <laughs> where is it? I didn't realize how much I touched that finger, but apparently I touch it a lot. Yeah. Just a little little tick. <laughs> Just a little small tick. It's fun. Oh, so good though. So that's amazing. So um calls are just floating right on in. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm booking I feel them like crazy. I have, yeah, I feel like I have a good system on lock. I got two new calls last week and rescheduled the <laughs> the yep. blessed human soul. That I was like, listen, I cannot get on the phone with you without knowing what's happening with these numbers. You do not want that in your life. Um and I'm glad that I like rescheduled that call and made the time because it yeah. honored me, it honored her. And um, yeah, I felt really good about that. And she rescheduled too. So I'm super excited to get to chat with her. I think it's just really cool to see. Um, I know we were reflecting on this a lot in Basecamp, but just like how that gets to feel like an unlock thing in your business now, right? Where it gets mm-hmm. to feel like, oh, this isn't a thing I have to worry about anymore. This is just a thing that happens. So the only thing I get to focus on is like converting the calls. But like, I feel like that's when you can really see 
all of it start to come together where you're like, oh, I focused on this enough that now it just happens. And now I focus over here. And as long as I focus on that enough, it will just happen. And you can like really see it all getting built out, right? I think it's just really beautiful here to see how the calls, the free calls are totally on lock now, right? How every week now, you know, she's getting booked more and more. She's getting them more frequently. Um, we even in Basecamp, you know, had a conversation about opening up availability um, more weeks out than she's had because they're all getting booked up. And so just really beautiful to see how that truly can become a process that you have on lock and how you then apply that to the next piece of the process. So it's like, okay, my content's on lock. Getting calls are on lock. Now all that has to click into place is, you know, the client's conversions piece of that, right? And if we have content calls, conversions, we have an entire sales process that can work over and over again. And so it can definitely be frustrating to work through each phase of that until it's working like a well-oiled machine. But I think what's really beautiful here is to see the groundwork that Michelle has put in to have those first two pieces in place and to see how much she can apply this to the you know, conversion end of it and, you know, to stick into that until that builds on lock and how when she does, she just has this very, very well-oiled sales process that can support her and her business for a really, really long time to come. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I feel like there was a time where like, I didn't have like free calls constantly right. rolling in and I didn't know how to do that process. And so I'm like, oh, so if I can do that with free calls, I can totally do that with clients. And so it's just been fun to see like, what you were saying a call or two ago about like the momentum, just like building yeah. on itself. And like, you know, it's like once you already have a couple of calls, if you start talking about those calls, it also makes it easier to book those calls. So it's like, it really becomes like a snowball effect. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the hardest is like getting the first couple of clients and like getting the first couple of calls. And like, yep. I remember the waiting period of getting my first couple of clients was like, it felt like forever and a half. And I was so grateful for my coach to just be like, they're coming, yep. they're mm -hmm. coming, hang in there, hang in there. Because I might have been like, Wah! Yep. Well, you're doing the thing that's hard to do, which is staying in it. And that's like where mm -hmm. most people fall off rightfully. So it makes sense because it's really hard to do, but it's like you're doing the hard work of staying in it. And now you're seeing the, you know, fruits of that labor, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and there was something else. Oh, and I like, it's funny, like I'm continually seeing like more and more parallels between like my infertility journey and mm -hmm. the business stuff. Cause like the protocol that we did most recently was um, a medicated cycle where basically they like suppress all your natural hormones and then they replace them with like synthetic versions of those okay. hormones. Um, and so that's what we did for Mila. And that obviously resulted in a baby. And <laughs> in then Mila. We, yeah. In Mila. In our little sassy three-year-old um, who just like bosses us all around. It's fine. It's good. She's wonderful. Um, and then we did that same protocol again for our very first transfer after we like started trying for number two. Um, and it worked. and But then it ended it in a loss at eight weeks. And um, I was just like in such a space where I was like, I'm not doing this again. I need to do something else that feels too triggering to like go right back yeah. into that. And so we actually changed our strategy and did natural cycles for our next two transfers. And they both took, but they both ended in chemical losses like just before five weeks. Um, and so it's really interesting because with this one, we went back to the original protocol mm -hmm. that seems to work best for us. And so I'm like, oh, this is just like picking strategies and sticking with them. And I think like uh, it was important yeah. for me to honor like how I was feeling and like even just being back totally. 
in this transfer process has been really triggering in so many ways. And so like, I think like that gave me space to learn how to sit in that discomfort, Mm -hmm. but it is like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, the parallels. Yeah, that is such a huge parallel where it's like sometimes you do need to tap out and you do need to try uh-huh. something new. But but sometimes we really do end up back at that one thing that like yep. was kind of the thing, right? Yep, yep, yep. And so I'm like, oh, I see you, universe. It's an interesting lesson. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so interesting. So what is your next kind of like marker milestone here that we're we're waiting for. So I will go in for an ultrasound a week from Wednesday. Okay. Um, and they will be looking for um, like a sac in the correct place. So um, ideally that's the uterus. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was telling the nurse, I was like, I'm not, we can't do any, like we're not doing the topic route. Like we're not, we're just not going no. there. We're done. We're done with like crazy things happening. She was like, yes, we're done. I was like, good. Um, <laughs> Um, but so they'll check for that and then they can usually see, you can't hear the heartbeat at that point, but you can see a heart flutter and they can measure it. So fingers crossed. I will be an anxious mess that day too, but Ori, hopefully he remembers. Um, I told (laughs) him he needed, he needed to come to that appointment. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to make him come to all of my first trimester appointments just for like peace of mind, which is so funny because you like get to a point where like you just kind of, it doesn't make like, it just doesn't make sense to have your partner come to the appointments because they become like not that exciting, if you will. But I'm like, nope, I'm just going to drag you to all of them, even if they take five minutes. Absolutely. Well, which is like a beautiful practice for you of feeling like I can just want that. Like it's okay to just want that support. Like I don't need a reason for it. It doesn't need to be like this in-depth appointment or what, like I, you just want that and it just feels good. Yeah, for sure. And I, I felt some of that too with like the shots, which like with Mila, I did all of my own injections. Like mm. Ori, I think I let Ori do one of them and I was like, nope, I'm done. Like I'm doing these myself again. Um, and this time it's been such a like, like lesson and like letting me have help and like not having to do it alone. Cause it's definitely easier when he does it, but it's also required me to like I was telling you last time that like my butt was just like so incredibly sore because yeah, you're yeah. doing them like too low. And it's not that they weren't like, you know, the medication was still getting in where it needed to, but like it was so painful. For your own and, comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like required me to like communicate more than like I normally would. And like it would have been really easy for me to be like, I'm just going to do this all myself. But yeah. I was like, no, I'm going to lean into that edge of like, I'm just going to communicate more. I'm going to keep giving him a chance. I'm going to trust that like it's not just him, but I also need to like show up and say what I want. And so that's been a fun like way to like play with that edge of like receiving and like not having to do things alone too. Mm -hmm. Which is again, such a parallel to business, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) So much easier sometimes to do it all yourself. So much harder to like really take the time over and over to communicate to a team member what you need, but also. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So good. Well, look at that. I think something that is really relevant to say here, though, because I feel like it's been a little bit of a theme and I just want to make sure we're like, you know, giving it giving it space is like, this is a really tough uh, few weeks for you, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's like the most triggering it's going to be. It's the most intense. It's the most unknown, like all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so do, like managing – that in your business might just look like not doing a lot of things that require a ton of like stretching your comfort zone or right now or like, you know, and I think just really paying attention to that where it doesn't mean the business has to be on hold or anything, but it does mean like you just want to not feel the pressure to like stretch in all of these new ways there or 
do this like super unknown new process or something like that because like you really mm-hmm. have to like manage your capacity for intensity and unknown right now, right? So you guys know this, but I am such a big believer in the fact that we have to take life into account in the business because that's what creates long-term sustainability, right? And so knowing that Michelle is in that really, you know, challenging season of being in her first trimester of having experienced a lot of loss before and having to go through this unknown waiting period, it is so important that we are addressing that in the business too, right? And managing her capacity for stretching into the unknown and for navigating change right now. Um, You know, this is certainly not the time to make big decisions, to really stretch into all of these new things, to you know, expect her to be able to show up at 100%, all of that. And so I think it's just important to see that and to say that because it's so easy to tell ourselves the story that like this stuff shouldn't affect business. And the truth is, how could it not, right? And when we acknowledge that and work with it instead of against it is when things can feel better. And it's also when we stay in the business long-term because we see how it can, you know, support around our life instead of feeling like, we're not allowed to have a life or we're not allowed to have these experiences outside of it. And so I think, you know, I see my role as a coach is just to remind her of that and to remind her that like, hey, this might be a difficult time in terms of the unknown. What can we do to make that feel as good as possible in a really difficult time right now? And so I think it's just beautiful to see that and acknowledge that yes, life is going to impact the business, but it doesn't have to be negatively when we're really intentional about leaning into it and seeing that it's true instead of fighting against it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that reminder. I think it's a good one. I'm just like, how can I like invite ease and just do it, do the other things in my life, right? That like already feel like good and in flow so that I can yep. give myself space to like have my freak outs and just like not be able to like feel settled. Like, yeah, yep. I was, there was one of the days where I like hadn't heard back from the clinic and I was like fighting my little brain because it was like the later in the day gets the worse the news is. And I was like, nope, we can't go into this story. We just have to like believe that like, you know, the nurses are busy or they just have a lot of people to call or like they got pulled into something. I was like, we're not going there. So I was like, it's nap time. We're turning off our brain. Yeah. <laughs> we're laying down for a nap, which was also hard to do because I was like, what if they call me during nap and I miss the call and then I don't find out until tomorrow? Because that's also happened where like nobody called me and I was like left just like, uh. it was the worst. I was like, I hope that it was so uneventful that they just didn't feel the need yeah, to call yeah. me today. Mm-hmm. And then it was like bad news. So I was like, blah, blah. Uh. But yeah, so that was really hard too. There's been a lot of tears. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like just being able to like be like, okay, I'm just gonna like go nap because I can't do anything about it. And this will yeah. help me shut my brain off and I can cuddle with the pups, which is like so nice. Um, and it's funny because like we're talking about like inviting ease and but I'm also gearing up for like a lodge of a new <laughs> offer, which like has not been hard to like set up the process, but I am a little like, what's gonna happen with you? And I wonder if you could almost, and I, I think you mentioned this in your questionnaire, maybe base camp, but I wonder if you could almost let yourself just kind of go into that, like, it almost doesn't matter state. And I don't mm. mean not anticipating good things, but I just yeah, mean yeah, yeah. like, 
what matters so much more than all that is like how you take care of yourself for the next few weeks. So like mm-hmm. the actual outcome of this launch, like you're having enough calls that you're going to get clients regardless of if someone takes the holiday special or not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think just like focusing on that instead of this almost adding to the unknown, like you can almost just be like, like I've already decided this is good kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we'll call it good no matter what. Yeah. Even just like the process of like putting it all together. I like scheduled my emails earlier today. I've been avoiding recording my IG stories because it always feels really weird for me to like pre-records. And I tend to do those like day of just like on a whim. Um, But I don't want to do that when I'm like, you know, chasing Mila around or like we're with Ori's family or whatever it is. So um, yeah, I like that of like I've already won just by like setting it up basically. And knowing that like, you know, you and I talked about like maybe this is like an initial offer off of some of your calls where we don't call it the holiday special, but it is just like a stepping stone. So regardless, you have already won just by having like the page, Mm -hmm. the content, the offer that now can be a really big part of your sales process. So like I think you almost just have to take that spin. So the whole Mm -hmm. launch, you're not in unknown while the whole first trimester you're in unknown. Like too fucking yeah. much, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. I think I'm the queen of like too much and then not recognizing that it's too much, right? Of just being like, this is normal. And it's like, no, this is not. This no. is not normal. Um, and I also remember too, like when I got like the when I got pregnant with Mila, like the time leading up to that was like really, really hard. And then like once we were pregnant, it's not that like everything about my pregnancy was blissful, but like it felt relatively easy and yeah. I was just like happy and excited and I say all of this and like I also had spotting throughout the entire first trimester. Like I got some weird food poisoning bug at like 20 weeks oh, and I have no idea what it was. So it was like, you know, crazy stuff still happened, but it was like it felt like we were in like a really good just like space in our life. Um, and I think it was just from like deep gratitude of like being where we were and just mm-hmm. like being in the now, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and you've just had a lot happen since then. So it makes sense that it's a little harder to just For find sure. yourself so easily in that For place. Sure. So like we just get to manage around that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when I have the moments that feel easy or exciting or I like get to tell someone like, hey, I'm pregnant for like one year, it's really exciting. Um, like I'm, I'm like extra grateful for those moments because yeah. it has been like deregulating in some ways too. So yeah. Okay. So this launch, you're pretty good. You're set up for, you have the stuff recorded or set up, like anything else that feels kind of like in question there? Um, I mostly just need to like, well, I need to record my IG stories, which I have like the two story slides. So those are two yeah. days covered. So um, I just need to record, really, I just need to record one or two of them because then that gets me through the weekend. So like if I wanted to just like pop in randomly and like speak to objections or like, you know, if things are going really well and people are buying and just pop mm-hmm. in and be like, there's only one spot left, you yeah, know, yeah. like um, – that I can do kind of like more on a whim. So really it's just like I just need to even get myself through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I think really beautiful to see like this is sort of is how you bring down the unknown to an extent because you know mm-hmm. like you have every day planned. It's all set up. And how funny is it that it was so easy to do that when it felt like so much resistance, right? Oh my God. With, which is so funny because I think even just like acknowledging of like 
sometimes I just need to have like a little moment and tantrum and then just go do the thing. And then it's totally fine, which is like why I totally know that the moment I start recording these IG stories, it'll like flow really easily and then I'll have them ready and it'll be fine. But like the anticipation of like doing it is what's been like, "Mm." and then I was like, I want to like do my hair beforehand and I'm going to go put on some lashes for it. And I don't want it to be mascara because I want to get this process right. So I'm going to keep practicing. Um, But yeah, so I think like even just recognizing that is really good. I feel like, you know, there's like always benefits and trade-offs to things. And right now you have a lot of spaciousness and that's providing you a lot of benefits. But sometimes I think it does come with the trade-off of being able to work yourself up about a task more. (laughs) Yeah, because you can like keep pushing it on. Exactly. (laughs) Where like sometimes you can't even get yourself worked up because it's like today in the next 20 minutes. It has to happen. happen. Yep. (laughs) Which is how I felt when I was applying my lashes (laughs) today. Exactly. I was like, it doesn't matter what these work out. Like, I'm just going to go get on this call with Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the other thing that's always in the back of my mind too is like, you know, I think that I have like X day to like work on these things, but like I could also get a call from daycare any minute being like, your kid's sick, come get her. And right. there goes that time real fast. So um, yeah, so there's like that balance of like, will I feel better if I do this now or if I keep pushing it off and like decide, you know, like playing mm-hmm. in the moment. And the reality is, is, like, I'll always figure it out. Like, if I'm – I mean, I hope this doesn't happen, but, like, in Ori's parents' bathroom, like, yep. <laughs> recording, <laughs> recording a story slide, you know, like, it'll be fine. Or they'll just get texts that day. Or, like, they don't get one and nobody dies. Like, it's totally fine. So, yeah. Which I think really leads well into that conversation we've been having uh, in the recent days in base camp of, like – really seeing that the business can integrate with those things. Like you obviously have to travel for a funeral. You have a small child that often <laughs> needs, you know, a sick day or whatever. And yeah. so just not feeling like the business has to be on hold during those times, but feeling like it can support what you're already doing, I think is really important. So tell me like what you've been thinking about that. Because I know we talked about like, oh, that's maybe like previous nine to five conditioning. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, the reality is, is, like, when I wasn't in my nine to five, like, if I had to take time off or a vacation day or whatever, like, it kept moving forward. Yeah. Because it was, like, a big organization where it's, like, in my head, it's, like, oh, well, the business doesn't move forward unless I'm in it and working on it. But, like, that doesn't even have to be true. Like, I have so many systems that are, like, automated and I show up consistently enough that, like, I get to just disappear off the face of the earth. (laughs) for a day or two and like that's not gonna I mean my people might be like where did she go but like it's not gonna like earth shatter anything that's like it's not gonna like it's not like making them not buy or something yeah Yeah, it's not gonna like change the momentum or anything like that yeah um and it's not like I'm disappearing off the face of the earth because like you know I got like some visibility wound that just like showed up yeah yeah, I mean like that could happen but like that doesn't seem to be a trigger for me yeah um that's something we worked through long ago when I started finally posting consistently. Um, and so, yeah, like I just, I think like it's like giving myself permission to like take the time I need or like reschedule calls and like still be like, this is still a sign that it's working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like redefining what on hold means, right? Mm-hmm. So thinking like, oh, like my schedule changing means the business is on hold, like redefining like what that means, like on hold might just be like, I'm not creating new collateral is all that means, but Mm -hmm. we're still using all the old stuff. We're still 
showing up. Yep. Like I think it's just beautiful to see that in a new way, especially being pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to want to see that as part of your maternity leave, as part of like if you have a day you don't feel well and stuff like that, of mm-hmm. not feeling like your your family and your life is almost in competition with the business, but that the business really gets to like fit around that. So this was a bit of a conversation that Michelle and I were having in Basecamp, but I just want to kind of bring y'all into a full circle here as we were talking about how there can be this uh, temptation or tendency to feel like the business has to be on hold when other stuff comes up. So like Michelle has to go to a funeral. Um, You know, she has a small kid who often uh, schedule changes because she's not feeling well or, you know, daycare is closed or whatever is happening there. Right. And, um, you know, old patterning is to kind of feel like, well, oh my gosh, when that happens, then the business is on hold. Um, which really does just come from like that nine to five conditioning, I think in so many ways. Um, and what we were really talking about is trying to rework that to see like, you know, I might have to move a call or I might, I think she used that example on here. Uh, you know, record a <laughs> an IG story in my in-laws bathroom, or I might, um, you know, have to take a call on the road or whatever it is, but seeing how they can integrate together is really important. Um, because if not, what can happen is that it almost feels like your life is in competition with your business, right? It almost feels like one is always winning out or one is always getting all of your attention versus the other. And that is the exact thing we don't want. We never want to put ourselves in a position where we feel as if like our life or family stuff is directly competing with our business, because that is the fastest way to feel bad. But when we can see how both can incorporate together and there can be flow around that because we're the CEO and because we get to make these decisions, I think it gets so much more empowering and it really opens us up to growth because what I was saying to Michelle and Basecamp is like, you know, sometimes we can resist the growth because we think that it will mean less being able to be with my sick kiddo or less being able to say yes to traveling when family needs us or whatever. And if we can start building that evidence bank right now that it does not have to mean that, it just means some adjustments, then it really, really brings down the resistance to growth and helps you fully lean into that more. So if that is something that you have been struggling with, or you have some of that conditioning, or you need to build that evidence bank, I hope this just reminds you that it is totally possible to incorporate them together and for them not to have to be competing. Yeah. And I think like redefining too, like just because like I'm the like CEO of the business doesn't mean that I don't get that time too. Yeah. You know, like, because in theory, like if I don't show up, then the business is like, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, whereas like that felt easier to hand off in my nine to five because mm-hmm. I could like ask. And I like I have a VA who can like help me with like immediate things if I needed it. But also like nothing's really an emergency. Exactly. And like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I think it was yesterday I was going to Instagram to like share. I always share my like post to stories to like let folks know that there's a new post. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like nothing's posted today. And then I looked in later and I was like, oh, I totally didn't schedule something for today. Oh, well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And instead of like being like, I could scramble and post something at 1030 at night, I was like, tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. (laughs) It's totally fine. (laughs) It's totally fine. And it's funny because it's like I had been scheduling all this stuff further out, (laughs) which is why nothing was scheduled. Um, And I've also started like repurposing content. Like I have posts from like last holiday season that like 
a lot of people in my community haven't seen, right? Or like if they have, they've long forgotten about it because I know okay, I so. sure did. Like or I was it looking through in a new way this season or whatever. <laughs> right. 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 Mm-hmm. Like I was looking through and I was like, oh, like some of these were good. <laughs> I could totally. Yeah. So I've like been spending a lot of time actually like not right now because obviously I've been preparing for this launch, but my kind of big priority and focus has been like slowly pulling old content and like putting it into a content bank with the hopes of slowly passing off like different days to my VA so that like she can handle Mondays now because yeah. she currently does my Wednesday posts. And so then she can also do my Monday posts, which are always affirmations. And so even just taking that creates more ease in my business because then I can either create on the other days or I can like reschedule stuff and eventually I can like pull myself out of that piece entirely. Absolutely. And I think what it lets you do is almost feel safe in the like, I could get a call from daycare at any time or whatever yeah. because you're like, well, we're planned out three weeks ahead or two weeks ahead or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if I did get a call, like, it really wouldn't matter that much. Like, obviously, like, you know, like, the business would still move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's real. And I think, like, the other thing that I realized, like, even last time that we had a call where – um, I was kind of like, uh, like there was like so much resistance to like stepping into the CEO role yeah, yeah. and to, like going like, like my little body was like, no, I don't want that much responsibility. Um, and then when I like sat down and just like played out my launch, I was like, oh, this is easy. And I was like, oh, there's a theme here of like also not giving myself enough credit for like what I'm capable of, mm-hmm. even though like I know that I can do it. It's just like I'd rather have the tantrum first. Yeah. Well, listen, I think – But then it, like, gets done and it's, like, fine. Like, it was, like, everything was good and ready and all the things. I think there is a weight of responsibility that comes with that, right? Like, I think that – quite honestly, I think that's why so many, (laughs) you know, of the programs online sell that are, like, we'll just tell you these five steps kind of thing Mm -hmm. because that does – initially feel a lot better like than having to figure them out. It's like, well, if somebody already has that figured out, just tell me it and fine, I'll do it. And so when it kind of gets put on our plate, like, no, you create the plan or you do the things, like it can feel annoying to be like, oh, I don't want all this. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately long-term it actually feels a lot better because it's what freedom actually feels like in your business is realizing like you can do all that instead of almost being – you know, like at someone else's, the mercy of someone else telling you what to do. But I think it's normal to feel that tension with it at first. You know what I mean? So I think what is really cool to see is how easy it was for Michelle to go plan all of that Black Friday stuff out, even though there was definitely an initial, I think she called it tantrum there. Um, And I think there totally was that initial resistance. I mean, I think we definitely felt it on the call and then she messaged me pretty shortly afterwards to to share some of that um, resistance she was feeling too. And it's totally okay to have your tantrum or to have that resistance come up. Um, It's so, so, so normal, Um, especially because like we talked about on here, you know, the, the CEO role can feel really heavy sometimes. It's so normal to just want to know there's like one exact perfect way. And it's so much harder to lean into the trust that like we just know our audience best or we just know the the concepts or content best or whatever. Like leaning into that takes a lot of self-trust and it really takes slaying some of our perfectionist dragons. But this is where we build that big self-trust. This is where we build um, a long lasting business because we're seeing that we can do those things. So 
both are normal. It's totally normal to have that resistance initially. And it's totally worth it to show up and go, I'm gonna work through this because my win is not in finding, you know, the thing that will tell me how to do this perfectly. My win is in trusting myself enough to do it because that's what changes the game in business long-term. And quite honestly, I think this is some of the big problem with the online space is there is always someone who will tell you the quote unquote perfect way to do that if you pay them enough, right? And so the temptation is just so present and it's it's just wildly easy to fall into that. But coming back to that idea of like, my business really changes long-term when I trust myself to be the CEO. like. That's everything. So really beautiful to see Michelle kind of go through this whole process of feeling a lot of resistance and like it was really hard to moving through that and then to seeing like, wow, this really can be the magic. So I hope if you are in any phase of that journey, this is just the reminder you needed to say like, yeah, one might feel better and easier in the moment, but one creates your success long-term and just being able to work through that resistance enough so that you can build that self-trust over time is where the magic is at. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think something that I'm realizing too is like for me, like I like to take something that already exists and like make it better. And so for me, always the hardest will be the initial creation. But even like, you know, like the five-step program, it's like how can you like take it and just like actually customize it to you Mm -hmm. kind of thing and make it work for you so that, I mean, like chances are you're not, when you start like repeating the process, like that ex- that person's exact process is not going to be the thing that like works for right. you or lights mm-hmm. you up or whatever. And so totally. like leaning into that too of like I can reuse the things and I can change them so that they feel good to me too. So like, you know, like even creating the the templates for um, the like IG story stuff, like I had some old templates that I had like created for the Joyful Journey like sometime last year for a launch. Yeah. And I like – it was like, how can I take these like templates and recreate them like in an updated Michelle version, but also in like for the happy for the holidays and like, how do I tweak that? And then like, you know, that, that they were and, born. Yeah. And you even pulled like a bunch of the copy from the PDF to put in, yep. like, right? So yep. it just gets easier to see how like once I start this one piece, the rest is usually pieces that I can pull from. Yep. For sure. Well, and like, it's funny. Oh, there's just so many parallels. So I, I studied math in college, but I did a lot of like computer science classes. And it was interesting because like computer science, when you were programming, was like thinking about the big picture, but then figuring out like, how do you like create the pieces? And yeah. it was like, it never made sense to like, like fully write your own code because it was like the code already existed in some ways, but it was like, how do you make the code do what you want it to do? So it was like, Mm -hmm. I can pull a little from here. I can pull a little from here. I can tweak it. And then like, cool, now it's giving me the outcome that I, like the output that I need. Um, And so it's like funny to see like how even that like plays in here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a good hack for you to have for the future is almost like, you know, giving yourself a starting point for this stuff as much as possible. Like say you're going to create a new sales page. Can you go to an old one or a new Mm -hmm. set of uh, graphics? Can you start with an old one? Something like that, that just like gives you a starting point where you don't feel like so much intensity around like that initial 
you know, lift, but it, yep. it just gets it happening faster. Yep. And the like, I, I really do think the hardest part is like, what is the initial lift, right? Yeah. Like, is it this thing from over here that you're like tweaking your own? Is it something you created from scratch? Like, yep. And figuring out what that thing is can sometimes be the hardest. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it, like, it's funny because even like writing all the like posts and stuff, like I actually, I like had set aside an hour for it. I started writing them and then I was like, Ooh, like I'm on a roll here. And then I like ended up working on them that evening a little bit because I was just like having fun with them. And I was like, yeah. oh, they're just like, you know, and it's it's funny because you were like, oh, like see how you can make this like fun and exciting. And I was like, the answer is just start doing it. <laughs> and, then, and then it is fun and exciting. Yeah. Isn't that true though? I I totally yeah. um resonate with that experience personally too, where it's like, most things in my business I like doing. I can work myself up about them as much as I want to beforehand. <laughs> but like ultimately there's very few things that I like truly hate the entire mm-hmm. process of doing. So I think that's like cool to see, which is like, yeah, what you're realizing is like most of these things like are fun. Like writing a sales post can be really uh, joyful. It's just that like initial hump. And for you, I think it's just about that you know, letting go of that perfectionist stuff more and more. Because the initial hump only feels mm-hmm. hard because it feels like there's this perfect right. thing. And once you're in it, you're like, oh, this is good. This is fine. Yep. Right? Yep. Well, and even, and even those posts, I, like, went back and, like, found some old posts and, like, repurposed them or, like, took testimonials and, like, turned that into a post. So I was like, how can I make this as easy as possible and still get the end result that I want, which is kind of, like, my MO of, like, efficiency in, like, you know, a good way. Um, and it's also funny, I've been thinking, like, speaking of parallels, even, like, with these lashes, like, this is my third time putting these, like, fake lashes on, I guess is the mm-hmm. best way to call them. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I totally hated it, I could stop. And, like, each of the times I basically ripped them off a couple hours later because I was like, I don't want to sleep in these. I want my eyes back, right? But, like, each time I've also noticed, like, oh, this took me less time or, like, I'm getting better at this or I found a better angle that I can, like, sit yeah. down mm-hmm. and, like, put them on. And so it's just, like, fun to see, like all the little ways that it's getting easier and better. And it's like, I could be freaking out because I'm like, I've now used half a box. I'm just like practicing. But like, you get to just use half a box on practicing. And that's okay too. And I feel like it's the same with like business and launching and all the things, right? Of like, you just get to like play and like see the ways that it's like working. Well, I think what's really cool there to see too is that like, you know, what What our temptation as humans is, is to put try to put them on once and then be like, I hate these fucking lashes. They don't feel good. It's super hard to put on and like toss the whole box. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the easiest thing in many ways, right? Yeah. Except my box always sits in my closet because I, I'm like a hoarder who like is like, <laughs> I'm sorry, environment. I, I didn't mean to. There are a lot of cosmetic things that have gone to die in my closet. Okay, fair. So like hoard the box. (laughs) But yes, and like never open it again kind of thing. Right, right, right. But like this idea of like, okay, well, if I want to become a master at this, what I might have to sacrifice is a little more time or a few of these sets or whatever. And I think that's true in business, you know, where it's like Mm – the easiest thing is to throw out the strategy. The hardest thing is to be like, I might have to imperfectly do this strategy for a little while until mm-hmm. it locks in. And like just having like the the mindset to get through that is really where the magic happens. It's fucking hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think it's just so cool how like life gives us so many like moments and opportunities. Like 
practice and play. Like I know all my examples yeah. are like, you know, hair and makeup related, but like even like <laughs> learning to straighten my hair. Like I have like frizzy, it's like calmed down over the years, but I have like frizzy <laughs> curly-ish hair. And growing up in Florida, humidity, it was like disgusting. And I remember like going to school and I always had my hair up in a bun and like all the girls had like these like this like perfectly straight hair. And I was like, what are they doing that I don't know? And then I like discovered the hair straightener, but it was like so awkward the first couple of times that I like had to do that. And then like when I was like, how can I curl my hair with a hair straightener? That was also super awkward. And so it was like using evidence of like, I figured this out once, I can figure it out again. And I'm like, oh, hi, life. I see you. Mm -hmm. Yep, totally. I think that's really cool. And it's just like important to notice the the evidence of that along the way and build it up, right? Mm-hmm. And like then just be like, great, now this gets to apply to business, right? Like yep. I figured I figured out a way that like worked good enough. Like it's not perfect, but who cares? Like and I like I'm happy with it at the end. Yep. Um, okay, so in terms of launch stuff, like I know we kind of talked about the mindset of like I've already won, but tell me like what else kind of comes up there because I know that was something you really wanted to talk about. Um, I mean like I think it'd be really exciting to like sell out the positions. And I know like the goal here is just like not get attached to that because like I also know like you know, like maybe a happy for the holidays spot doesn't sell, but maybe I sell a free from infertility course or maybe someone's like, no, I actually just want to work for you with you for mm-hmm. three months. Or maybe someone's like, hey, yeah, I want to do a joyful journey, but let's start in January or yep. whatever. And just like being able to like stay open to the like all the different ways that like that could happen. I also think there's a part of you that's like, I'm about to spam my email list <laughs> in a way that they have not been spammed recently yeah, yeah. and like just being okay with that. And so I feel like right now, like, I feel okay, but I see all the ways that future Michelle is going to freak out at Lacey and Basecamp <laughs> 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 in, a, in a couple of in a couple of days. Um, so yeah, I like I'm just like trying really hard like not to make it mean anything, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, the first thing I'll say and mean anything like, bad because that's where our yes. brains go, right? Like they're not like, oh my god, I'm so great because I did it all. It's like, no, you're a failure because nobody's signing up. And you're like, womp womp. I think the first thing I would say is like you know, language matters, right? And I know you're mm-hmm. just like brain dumping, but like even saying spam my email list. Yes. Yeah. Is so interesting, right? Because it almost feels like you're doing something bad. <laughs> right. Right. right? Well, and that's Versus, the story my brain tells me, whereas yes. I'm like, I, it's okay. This is like part of the process. They're going to be fine. Like, I can always unsubscribe. It's fine. That's why they are on your email list. Yeah. 100%. Right? Well, and I am also great evidence of like, I have signed up for people's emails to like do a program or whatever and then I unsubscribe and then I come back a month later like and I'm still in their world just because I'm not on their email list doesn't mean I don't think you're awesome or doing great things or whatever and so like just remembering that I'm a great example of the human that like unsubscribes multiple times from people's emails. Well and I think that's also especially relevant for your audience too where like it depends on probably very much where they are in that journey if it makes sense for them to be getting those emails or not and so it's really really fair um, to consider like that doesn't mean you're like spamming them or doing something wrong, but like it really probably is way more indicative of like where they're at in that journey. Yeah. I'm, I think I might just start telling myself that every person that unsubscribes, it just means they got pregnant and this was yeah. a, this is now no longer relevant. Like I think of the girl that like sent me the really long email, which is like so sweet. 
just like being like, hey, I've, you've never heard from me before. Like, I just want you to know that this has helped me so much. Even when I didn't open your emails, like you being in my inbox was the best. And I was like, who are you? I love you. Right. You. Um, and she was like, that was her way of telling me she was unsubscribing. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, but I love you. This is amazing. Thank you. So, yeah, I just going to hold on to her as my evidence of like every time they unsubscribe, it's another human that that has happened for. Exactly. And so I think that that's like a cool way to see it, which is like the truth is very rarely is someone unsubscribing because you sent too many emails. Either they were never going to buy to begin with or, you know, they're not at the right place or they're staying on. And so I think it's just seeing it like that, like and and. It's just something that we manufacture or make up that like, oh, I would have gotten that sale, but then I sent too many and I didn't. Like, that's not a thing. Do you know what I mean? I think it is so important to, let's say, like really bust some of these myths that can keep us stuck in business, like sending too many emails is why people don't buy. I really think that that is so detrimental to so many business owners because we get in this day or like posting too much or any of those things, right? We get in this dance where it feels like the way to like, quote unquote, keep people happy is to pull back, is to not sell a ton, is to, you know, not bug them too much. And there's so much irony in that because yes, it might mean you see less unsubscribes, but it also tends to keep you playing really small and not actually showing up and selling in business. And I think that it is just such a tough um, space to be in where you almost feel like, well, my job is to show up and run this business and sell. But then on the other side, I'm trying to keep everyone happy with the exact right amount of like content and posts and emails. And it's it's just an impossible um, challenge that we, we can build for ourselves. But, you know, the ultimate thing here is that Most people aren't like, well, I was like, you know, one step away from buying, but that last email really pissed me off because that was one too many. And so I'm out. That is not buyer psychology, y'all. That is not how it works, you know, 99.9% of the time. Certainly, I'm sure there is an outlier or someone has used that excuse, but I don't really think that it's ever a real thing. I think that if they're interested in buying, the emails really help. I think if they are just not interested in buying, it's totally possible that the emails annoy them, but they were never gonna buy anyway. And we don't wanna build a business for people who were never gonna buy, right? We wanna build a business for those loyal people who want to buy from us, who want to learn from us, who want to get our emails, right? Like you're not doing yourself or your business any favor by holding on to people who um, were never gonna buy or would be you know, unsubscribing in one second if they got one too many (laughs) emails. Like those are not your people anyway. So just a little reminder there, we have to bust through those myths so that we don't accidentally play small for people that were never gonna be the right fit clients anyway. Yeah, for sure. Well, and like, I know that my preference is to like get information off of like Instagram. And so like, I tend to ignore people's emails, even like from my favorite like clothing boutique. When they send emails, I just yeah. delete mm-hmm. them because I'm like, I already saw your stories. So I, because I watched them. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so I already know what's happening. Um, and so, yeah, this is good because this is just like giving me all the evidence of like, these are all the things that it could actually be, even though my cute brain's like, oh no, this means everybody hates you and no one's going to buy. And like, that's the extreme version of the story. But like, 
the more true version or the not more true, the more accurate version of my brain's version is yeah, the, yeah. like, LOL, we're spamming people, but we're going to do it anyways. But there's like a better feeling yes. in there of like, we're giving people something that's going to be helpful for them. And if it's not this person's thing, that's totally fine. Exactly. Or like, even like we're loving on our, audi- our audience extra hard this week. Mm, I like that. You know, yeah, which I think is true. Like I'm showing up and telling you it's okay to have support over the holidays. It's okay to get that. Like that is you loving on them extra hard, you know? Yeah. It's like selling is love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's true. Like especially, you know, again, context for your audience is like I would imagine the majority of people in their life aren't telling them every day, hey, it's totally okay if this is a really hard time for you. Hey, it's totally okay if shit feels tough. Hey, it's totally okay if you don't exactly feel like slapping on a smile to go to this fucking Thanksgiving party where you're going to get 52 mm-hmm. questions. Like, like that's part of your selling too. So even if they don't buy yeah. them hearing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The message is still there of like what you're going through is normal. Yep. And there's help if you want it. Like, yep. And it's okay to want support, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, that's like a focal point. Something else that I would say too is like, I know you said earlier, like, well, I would be like really excited to sell all of this, but I know I'm not supposed to care. And I think it's just finding that balance where it's like, you can want exactly what you want. Like, of course you want to sell it out. Of course, see that as possible. And it's just not feeling like there's this super big price to pay on the other side of it if it doesn't. That's where we find that balance, right? Yeah. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's, like, less about getting attached to, like, it has to look this way kind of thing. Um, But I'm, like, at this point, I would just love to make some, like, money at the end of the year and, like, have some cute clients to help and support. And all of that would just, like, feel like a really good way to end 2021. And listen, I think after everything you've been through, your brain is naturally going to have a fear of, like, assuming the best. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? It's not going to be as easy to be like, oh, well, what if I just, like, assume they all sell out and show up as that? Mm -hmm. Your brain is like, danger, 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 danger. (laughs) Right. Because we've experienced enough disappointment in 2021 that we're like, uh, we don't get to get excited anymore. But it's like, no, you're still going to be disappointed whether you're disappointed or not. So like if you're feeling excited, be excited. And that's something like I talk about with my clients all the time. I'm like, we don't have to force it. But if it's there, like that's not going to make you more disappointed at the end of the day. Exactly. So I think it's just seeing that benefit there of being like, I can want what I want and I can feel as excited about it as I want to. And like, what I can promise myself is that no matter what happens, I won't be beating myself up afterwards. What I can yeah. promise is no matter what happens, I won't like make myself pay this ultimate price for it for mm-hmm. months to come about how I should have done X, Y, Z different or whatever the shit yes. we do ourselves, right? Yes. Yeah. That's the promise you can make to yourself there. So this idea of being able to fully set a goal and have detachment is something I talk about with clients all the time because I think that you know, there's this huge myth, which I talk about a lot, that detachment equals I don't care, <laughs> right? Um, or I don't want the thing. And I think that is a first layer of detachment. And sometimes that works. And sometimes that's like a first place to click into if you haven't practiced or experienced, um, you know, having detachment a lot. But to me, level two and like the ultimate level of detachment that we want to get to is I'm so locked in on this outcome 
that I'm detached from how and when it happens, right? Like, so Michelle can be so locked in on the outcome of being full and it not having to come from this launch, right? So being able to have a goal and feel so set on that goal, but also being able to detach, like that both and is really, really key. And so is the piece, which we were talking about, of having a goal without paying a price, depending on what happens. I think this is what a lot of us get trapped in in business and why detachment is really hard is because we're like, well, I have the goal, but like, if I don't get it, I know, like I'm probably gonna freeze in my business or I'm gonna really pull back or I'm gonna feel super shitty for a long period of time or I'm gonna make myself wrong or like all of these things can come up. And so of course we can't detach from how and when because there's a huge fucking price to pay, right? But when we can have a goal without paying that price, then it's so much easier to get into that second layer of detachment that we were talking about, which is being so uh, locked in on it and really able to release the how of it. So I just really want to share that because I think it is a lot harder to lock into and it's definitely more nuanced. But what I see to be true is that when people really do reach that place in their business, it's wild how much things grow from there. And so whether you're at level one and you just kind of have to be like, fuck it, I don't care sometimes, it's totally okay. Or whether you're stretching until level two or whether you just needed this reminder because you've been at level two before and you just need to get yourself back in it. I hope this just gives you the permission to focus on that and how important it is to be able to set those big stretchy goals and lock into them without knowing and giving yourself a price to pay after. Yeah. And that's one that I like feel really good about that. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't beat myself up in disappointment and I'm allowed to just be disappointed and feel it. And that gets to be true in my infertility journey, which like arguably is very hard. And it gets to be true in business too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I get to be sad wherever I need to be sad. And I think that that is um, important too, because like, I think it's easy for me to be like, oh, well, like, yeah, I get to be disappointed in my infertility journey because we're talking about loss, but like, I can also be disappointed over a launch that didn't go as planned and like 100%. all of that's okay too. Yeah. So, and as soon as that feels okay, it's almost easier to get in the excitement because it doesn't feel like, oh my God, there will be this horrible thing on the other side. Mm -hmm. If it's not true, it feels like, okay, well, no matter what, like I can handle the disappointment and I know I can hold myself through that and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that I know I can do. (laughs) And like, I'm not doing it alone. Like I have you, like that Mm -hmm. is the whole point of having a coach, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. here's the beautiful thing of like, I never have to hold this alone. And that's why I'm like such a huge fan of support, like regardless of like what the season or thing is. Cause it's just like so much easier when you can just tell a human, like I feel sad today and just be witnessed in that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's what opens you up to like make this launch more fun for yourself Mm. because it doesn't feel like, every email means this whole thing or every email, Mm. right? It just feels like this is all okay. I still want what I want and I'm still holding that vision and it's all okay. Yeah. When I like that the like emails and posts and things are like all automated because like I get to just like put them out into the world and it's not like I'm sitting there like hitting send on the email and then like going in and like checking all the stats. Like I know – me getting into numbers in the middle of the launch is just like not helpful. Like unless I'm like excited about it and I'm like, oh, I want to see what happened to see if I can like tweak this and whatever. But a lot of times it's nice to just like have some hindsight to like look back and look at the bigger picture as opposed to like 
getting so in the micro of everything, which again, Mm -hmm. super parallels to infertility because it's really easy to be like, well, this one thing that I did today probably changed the outcome of this thing. And it's like, I don't think that any one thing has the ability to like change the trajectory of the thing. Like if that were true, Mila wouldn't be here because I definitely like (laughs) screwed up my first shot that I ever took. Like the medication just went all over my stomach. It did not go. (laughs) I like put the needle in just like a tiny, tiny bit, which like, by the way, you're supposed to put it all the way in. Didn't know. Didn't know. Um, And then I like screwed up my doses like the next couple of (laughs) shots. It's like, and we still got an embryo and she's still turning into a baby. So it's just like, there is room for human error in all things. And like, also, we can't see how it's working out in a way that we couldn't imagine, right? So it's like you right. said, like maybe maybe one person signs up here, but three people end up becoming long-term clients before the end of the year or whatever. Like you almost have to assume that there's something else working out because, again, back to the momentum thing, you have the momentum, you have the calls booked, you have the traction. Mm-hmm. Like that will come to fruition in some way, shape, or form. This is just us giving them an option if they want it to be in this form. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's why, like, too, like, when we were talking on the intro call about, like, I think I mentioned at some point that, like, I like the idea of hitting 10K months in my business, but that it's not it's not about the, the 10K specifically. It's about that, like, feeling of just, like, financial freedom where like all of our baseline expenses are covered and there's room to play in investing in the business and there's room to just like buy like my clothes from my like store whenever I want to mm-hmm. and like not feel bad about it because I always know that there's like more than enough money and it's mm-hmm. like and I don't have to like continually watch my bank account like tick right. down mm-hmm. down down right but it's like oh I'm spending all this money and it's still growing like that's the feeling that I want to get to and so it's not about a number it's like that's what this feels like. And even just thinking about that, I'm like, oh, like I spent all this money and it just keeps growing. That's so fun. Yeah. And and I think there's just detachment with that too is, mm-hmm. is what we're looking for, right? Like it's not about one number, one launch, one thing. It's like this is the feeling that I'm yep. wanting to embody. How do I sit in that more than I'm not? Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and even like just keeps growing, right? Doesn't have to be like every day, right? Like I yes. can think about the ways that like we have depleted our bank account, bless. And like it keep like more money keeps showing up. And yeah. it's like, you know, some of it's been in interesting ways. Like my husband's car got totaled and we got like an eleven thousand dollar cash check to like yep. go buy another car, but like eleven thousand dollars showed up in my bank account. And who's yep, to say totally. that like that couldn't happen again? So it's like yeah, just like playing in that feeling and also recognizing like where does that exist now? And mm-hmm. then like keep fueling that. And like it's not exactly. a future thing. It's like it's here now and it just gets to keep getting better and better. Right. And so with the launch that I've already won thing is that too, mm. right? If I can be in that now versus waiting till the end of it to see what happens. Mm. Yeah. I'm just pulling it in because I'm in it now. And mm-hmm. I'm less worried about it because I get to be in it now. So I'm not like waiting for this thing to give me this feeling. I'm like cultivating the feeling in the ways that I can right now. Yeah, for sure. And I think that'll be like a good thing for me to like journal on and do some mindset around is like, what if I've already won? And like, what's the feeling of that? Yeah. Um, Cause like I can see all the like lessons and things that I've learned from like putting together the stuff for this launch and like setting it all up or whatever. But like, that part doesn't feel as exciting as like if I sold it out. So it's like, what's the like middle, like what's the space there that I can play into? Um, 
that just like makes it feel exciting. Yep. 100%. Yeah. I think your uh your work for this week besides like the shit you have to do like pre-record IG <laughs> my to-do list is like 20 20 like check marks long. Yeah, yeah. Besides those. <laughs> but like I feel like it's almost like not feeling like you have to add more to it because that's almost where the temptation is going to come in is yep. because you are in that unknown and are in that worry and the temptation to just be like, what else could I do? What else should I do? Let me like add, add, add and like add more, yeah. like do enough or whatever, you know, yeah. is going to be there. And so your work is to almost like test the waters of doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of yeah. being like, no, this is all done and pre-recorded. I'm not doing that because like that is me being the CEO is like, I've already done these and these are done, so I'm not scrambling last minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm for not sure. putting myself in a reactive mindset state. Like I'm just really taking care of myself and letting this season be as easy as it can be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So basically, what we're doing is we're going into vacation mode mm-hmm. <laughs> for real, mm-hmm. for reals, right? Like everything's done. I get to take my like. 30 minutes to an hour to like post my like story to Instagram and yep. then I shut it down and I go hang with my fam or go take a nap or reapply yep. eyelashes, right? Like yes. or all like, the things. you know, binge a show and do what you need to like quiet yeah. your brain in yeah. this time frame. But don't, yeah. don't quiet it by trying to like control this so hard, yeah. do you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think that that's like good. Well, because it's funny, like, I procrastinated, so I was going to, like, take this whole week off and, like, use it to, like, catch up on things, but now I'm, like, I still have several things for <laughs> 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 Thanksgiving, uh, which is, like, fine because I've just still been taking, like, a lot of spaciousness, like, you know, spending mornings, like, I think sometime last week I, like, went to anthropology and, like, bought a new candle and it was just, like, you know, like, it and, like, being in gratitude too of like, if I was in a nine to five right now, like I literally could not do this. Like I'm just yeah. out like wandering to like stores at 10 in the morning. Like just like, it's the best. So yeah. yeah. And you want more of that because that's how you see that like the business and the life stuff can live together. Like I can do that and I can like feel prepared for this launch. I can have spaciousness and I can, you know, take this vacation. Like I think it's just I keep continuing to build that evidence of like both of these live together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like yeah. it gets to just be both. And like yeah. it's okay that like I was supposed to quote unquote take this whole week off. And then like, you know, I decided that I didn't want to do that because I wanted to push it off and like have more spaciousness last, last week. And like that still all gets to be good too. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. That's your job for this week. Get your shit done the next couple days. Take <laughs> off. Rest. Keep just managing that, like, how can I feel like I've already won vibe? And that's it. Feel good? Cool. I can do that. Beautiful. All right. We'll have a happy Thanksgiving. Congratulations again. I'm so thrilled for you. Thank you. And I will talk to you at Basecamp. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. 
You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.